From the Walter E. Washington Convention Center in Washington, D.C., this is the ASN Kidney Week 2019 podcast, a discussion of the latest scientific and clinical advances presented at this year's meeting. Hello, my name is Mark Rosenberg, and I'm president of the American Society of Nephrology. Welcome to Kidney Week 2019 in Washington, D.C. Today, I'm joined by three colleagues, and we're going to talk a little bit about their experiences so far on day one of the meeting. So I'll let them all introduce themselves now and tell us about what they do. Hi, I'm Sri Leka Tamalapali. I'm a third-year nephrology fellow at UCSF. I'm doing clinical research in CKD, studying quality of care and population health, and I'm also on the ASN's quality committee. Uh, hi, my name is Donald Cohan. I'm at the University of Utah, where I'm a professor in the Division of Nephrology. My research focuses on hypertension and blood pre pressure regulation in health and disease. My role at ASN is one of the co-chairs of the program committee. Now, hi, I'm Matt Sparks. I'm at Duke University. I'm an assistant professor. I'm the Associate Program Director of the Fellowship Program. I do research in hypertension, and I also am on the Media and Communications Committee for ASN. Well, welcome and thank you all for being here. Um, day one of Kidney Week, um, you know, I thought that um, this morning was a great session and it was great to have Secretary Azar and his team there to receive the ASN President's Medal. And I know that you've been involved in a lot of the quality work and would love to hear what your initial thoughts about day one is. Yeah, it was such an extraordinary morning. So exciting and you could feel the energy in the plenary room. Um, I thought it was great that Secretary Azar got the President's Medal because it shows um, really how important government and policymakers are. It's not just nephrologists and researchers that, you know, are improving the care for kidney patients. Um, and so it really takes the whole healthcare industry from, you know, government, insurers, reimbursement, um, and all kind of working in coordination. So I thought that this morning's remarks really reflected that. Can you talk a little bit about the Advancing American Kidney Health session that was held later today? Yeah, that was a great session. Um, it was moderated by Dan Weiner and Scott Bieber, who's the current chair and former chair of the Quality Committee. And we got to hear from many of the people that were instrumental in putting the policy together. So Jesse Roach, um, Tom Duvall from uh, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Innovation. And so they laid out the models, um, the mandatory model, which incentivizes um, home dialysis and transplant and provides incentives um, for home dialysis, which we know is associated with increased quality of life for patients. Um, and then there was a lot of great discussion about the voluntary models. And I thought what was um, really interesting is that they're providing capitated payments for late-stage CKD, um, and that really supports population health efforts because, um, you know, we all know as, as 
clinicians and, and uh, nephrologists that we do a lot outside of individual visits um, that we're not reimbursed for. So things like registry management, risk stratification, um, e-consults, calling the patient. And so all of those efforts you know, can now be incentivized because now you have a lump sum, a capitated payment to take care of your patient. So you can really do what's right for the patient and um, be held accountable for their quality metrics as well as the total cost of care. So I really think um, it's an innovative model that they're proposing and I think it'll be exciting to see who elects into the voluntary models and uh, hopefully you know, what the effects of, of these are on health outcomes. Fantastic. Don, your thoughts so far? I thought the plenary session this morning was fantastic. I thought you starting out, Mark, and talking about the really exciting recent advances with sonar and credence, with some of the AKI discoveries and maybe a new treatment is on the horizon, sort of combining that with President Trump's executive order. You kept reiterating that the time is now. And then having that followed up by the award to Secretary Azar and the HHS, and then having Dr. Ernov give what I thought was a phenomenal lecture about using CRISPR and particularly how he adapted it to the kidney and even telling us that in 10 years, maybe a bit optimistically, that we could be going to a CRISPR library and be well on the way to developing treatments for different types of kidney disease. So I thought all three of those things integrated really effectively and I've heard a lot of very positive comments from members about it. Thank you. Matt, your thoughts? I'm going to take a little bit of a different approach. And, and so to me, the highlight was the Fellows in Training Bowl, Fit Bowl. Uh, one of the things I always like about ASN is, is the kind of energy that the trainees have. And so uh, even though it was a competition and there was nerves, and, um, and, uh, but the camaraderie the teams had, it was a packed uh, room and people were uh, overflowing and so I thought it was a lot of energy and a lot of positivity and I, and I hate to say it but it's my very first Fit Bowl to actually attend. I've been so involved in different other activities at ASN I really wanted to take time to do that this year. Plus um, the Duke uh, Fellows um, participated this year and I think the other thing about the Fit Bowl that was positive for me was we we bonded as a group because we prepared and we had jerseys for them and so I think it was a, we had a great time. Um, I'm not going to say the outcome uh, of the game but that's it. The outcome was a lot of learning that's and we, we enjoyed it. Uh, what color were the jerseys? Well they were Duke blue so <laughs> <laughs> hopefully the athletics department does not listen to this podcast to look at the uh, jerseys that were made. Um, well thanks. So go ahead, please. I'll, I'll definitely um, agree with Matt's point about the trainee energy. And he and I actually led a Kidney Stars group last year together. And he was the faculty mentor, and I was 
the fellow mentor, but it's really amazing to kind of see the evolution. And you know, as as a um, uh, someone who's finishing her fellowship, I came in the Kidney Stars program as a second year resident and as a third year resident, and then so now to be a fellow mentor and see the progression, it's really really exciting. That's great, and I, I'm such a believer in the STARS program that I wanted to make sure that uh, it was one of the slides in uh, the President's address today because the STARS are truly the future of, of kidney medicine. Other thoughts on things that uh, you've heard from people or you've had a chance to see? So one thing I'm excited about is the increased involvement of patients in this year's meeting. We, uh, as the program committee, I don't remember the exact number, I think it's four to six of the symposia actually have patients as co-moderators this year. So they sit up in the front and they can ask questions at the end of each presentation. And the whole idea was to get greater involvement of the patients. And we had a, rep a patient representative on the program committee and he was tremendously useful in helping us to incorporate patients in not in an entirely new way, but certainly much greater involvement than previous meetings have had. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how that works and hopefully see that grow in the future. Yeah, it was really interesting during the planning of the meeting, you had asked the program committee, <clears throat> what sessions do you think it would be good to have and hear the patient voice? And the committee, I think, came up with 15 or 16 potential sessions and we thought we would start with a smaller number but I think people are more attuned to it and I think a lot of the reason is you know this is the year that our patients are more activated than I ever remember seeing in in nephrology. I wonder in terms of quality and and the thoughts of the committee that you serve on whether um, the patient's voice is heard as you you know, draft your responses to some of the care models. Yeah, I think one of the most exciting things about working with the policy and advocacy and quality committees is that we get to advocate with patient organizations on Capitol Hill. And so we're joined by the American Association of Kidney Patients and we meet with lawmakers and policymakers. So going with the patient and spending the whole day with them and hearing their story is, is truly incredible, and I thought, um, you know, the patient voice articles today that were published about the American, advancing American kidney health in C. Jason, of the patient perspective of the, the care models was, um, was really fascinating and interesting. That's great. So, Matt, I had a very specific question to you, being um, the social media king um, of the kidney world, or co-king of the kidney world, what role do you think social media Twitter has in such a big meeting? And we just learned that we broke 14,000 attendees, which is the highest attended um, kidney week ever. I know a lot of people come to kidney week um, 
for the networking and collaborative uh, opportunities, but where does social media fit in with all of this? That's a good question. It's something I've obviously been thinking about um, quite often. Uh, I think we already are at about 9,000 tweets for the meeting. Um, I think it's, it's really important to think about this. Uh, it's not a media to uh, just boast about yourself, to, um, to use it to just talk about how great you are, what papers you've published, but it's a way to connect with people and to get to know them. And I think if you look at the positive interactions that I've had and others, um, it's through social media. I mean, I met uh, Sri Leka here through social media. Uh, she is a graduate of our social media internship, which we're now in our fifth year. Um, and I think it's uh, a way to network on a, on a larger scale, plus stay in touch with each other outside of just the, the meeting. So Kidney Week is a great time to talk about the science and to tweet, but I encourage people to continue to have those conversations, those connections. Um, I also like to see ASN, is, and we have really worked hard on the Media and Communications Committee to uh, ensure that all people who come to Kidney Week, are, their voices are heard. And that's why we've been very um, proactive about not creating social media groups or saying, hey, you're on the social media team. We want everyone here to feel like they're on the social media team and their voice is just as important uh, as someone like myself who's been tweeting for whenever Twitter started. Uh, and so that's very important. Uh, um, and I think ASN's done a really good job of that. So Matt, if you were to give advice for the average attendee how to best use social media, what would you recommend? I would say jump in and first um, just listen to what's happening or watch. I just can't really listen, but just watch the stream and start to find people that are like you and 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 think about the things that you think of. So for instance, there's a large hypertension community on Twitter and I like to follow them and discuss hypertension issues. I'm very involved in education uh, and so we're thinking about what are the new ways to teach and getting insights from other fields. For instance, internal medicine, uh, hospital medicine. Um, and what are they doing that's different to teach and what can we utilize in nephrology? So I think it's a way uh, to just at your fingertips expose yourself to the breadth of things that are happening in the world. Um, should someone, if they hear something that they like, tweet it out or what's the best way of getting the word out? Yeah. So one thing I like to, to think of is when you see or hear something that speaks to you, you think other people need to see this, then tweet about it and you'll get some reactions, you'll have people comment on it. Um, I also like to see what my colleagues are up to. When Sri Leka has a paper, I wanna see it uh, and I'll comment on it and I'll look at it and, and I think that's, uh, I wanna know what my colleagues are up to. Uh, I, you know, you updated us, um, Mr. President, on the, uh, <laughs> uh, on what was happening. Uh, you're in town and you're, I guess you were at a hockey game? Uh, I was at the Capitals game Sunday night and the Nationals baseball team showed up with the World Series and trophy. And I think that's an important oh, thing. I saw is that. <laughs> I want to see, I see uh, these individuals on a personal level. I want to see you and what your interests are, not just your big paper that you might have had, but like what is important to you. 
and get to know you on a more of a personal level. And, and that's kind of what the social media does. Um, thanks. So Don, I was so taken when you shared a presentation with me about how techniques drive science and discovery. And I was also impressed that uh, Dr. Ernoff showed um, the Sidney Brenner quote, which basically said the same thing. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Sure. I think what you're referring to, I know what you're referring to, is that techniques drive science. And at this meeting, this is being illustrated almost to a greater extent than ever before. So we, for the first time, have had a two-day pre-course on machine learning and artificial intelligence. And the techniques that we're taking from machine learning as we're applying them to genomics, proteomics, metabolomics, are really revolutionizing the field. So that's one big area. Then you take improvements in imaging. We heard a great talk last year about this ultra-fancy microscopy technique. Well, that's now being combined together with imaging techniques where they can look at an animal's kidney over a period of seven, eight, nine days sequentially each day and look at the changes in individual tubules over those days. So it's phenomenal what they can do. And then they combine that with image analysis to give us data like we've never seen before. Those are just a couple of examples, kidney on a chip, organoids, a number of other things. So as you said so well in your presidential address, this really is the time. I really believe there is a culmination of techniques coming together that are going to launch nephrology in a way we haven't seen. That's great. Matt? I was going to add to that, and I think one thing I want to uh, emphasize here is that there is a lot of great science that's being advanced, but I think we're also in an, uh, an age of educational advancement uh, where we ha we're leveraging technology to teach. Um, where we have crowdsourcing, we have the ability to uh, look at, uh, you know, uh, go through a patient uh, uh, case and learn from that um, on your tablet or on your iPhone. Uh, so I think that, that we have the ability now to really push education to an even further level, and so that is something that um, I, I really uh, I, I want uh, to talk about as well. Great. So Sri Lanka, you know, one of the themes I try to stress today in my presidential address is, you know, how we need to come together as a community. But as you've heard the sessions on the different, um, you know, policies and, you know, the response to the different models that are going to be part of advancing American kidney health, you know, there's differences of opinions. So how do we come together as a community and support this, but also provide the best feedback back to our policymakers? Yeah, I think Richard Knight said this very well in his editorial today that 
it's not just about the vision, it's about the execution and the implementation. So I think even if we agree on the vision, you know, the first goal is to reduce incident kidney failure. We can all agree on that, but the question is how do we get there and what exactly are the implementation steps that we take? Um, so I think that in the sessions we heard a lot of great feedback and a lot of constructive dialogue about staffing concerns due to housing costs in California and um, you know it's hard to staff home dialysis nurses so you know we need a roadmap forward um, so I think while we can agree on the vision I think um, people do disagree on the execution and that might lead to actually different care models and innovative ways of care delivery that um, that we can also learn from and then come together uh, and and decide a path to move forward. Thank you. So Don, this is day one of the meeting. We have a few more days left. Um, it's always amazing to me the the volume and breadth of everything that's going on that um, you, Mitch Rossner, and the committee have put together. You know how. What advice would you give to people as they're trying to figure out what to go to, what not to go to? Um, how do they decide? That's a really great question. I think it obviously depends on your level of expertise. So I'll speak mainly to trainees trying to figure out where to go. I would take advantage of the pathways that ASN has defined. You can look those up, they're on the website, they're in the guide, and they will direct you according to your area of interest. Having said that, you should for sure go to at least a few of the major sessions. So I would strongly encourage everyone to go to the plenary sessions. We have three more absolutely outstanding state-of-the-art lecturers as well as other reward lecturers that are I know are going to be fantastic. In particular, I would recommend going to the late-breaking clinical trials session. And that's tomorrow that's afternoon? That's tomorrow, and if you don't want to go to that, you can go to the best of Jason and see Jason tomorrow afternoon which is always a big hit. We're also going to have the review of the Credence and Sonar data, and I think that's going to be very exciting as well. Fantastic. So Matt, someone coming to the meeting and walking into um, the poster session area is really um, quite overwhelming. I think we had um, over 4,000 abstracts submitted. There's, I think, well over 2,000 posters. What would be your recommendation in some, for someone who's approaching the poster area? I think there's a couple of options. One, uh, do a poster tour. and Talk more about what that is. So there are poster tours through the ASN Media and Communications team. I think there was one today with Roger Rodby and Edgar Lerma, uh, and they have pre-specified posters they go to, uh, which sometimes is helpful. Uh, what happens at a poster session? They pre-plan about five or six posters, and then uh, the group 
goes to each poster and the author sort of gives a brief presentation about what their poster shows. Um, our Nephrology Journal Club, NefJC, has poster tours each day as well. Uh, and you can go to nefjc.com and see those. Uh, those are uh, two other options. Uh, the other way to do it is just find the area uh, that you're interested in. So for instance, what I, one of my favorite poster sessions is the education posters, which are on Saturday. And just basically go uh, and to all of them. <laughs> and talk to the people that are actually presenting the poster, get to know them, and then form relationships with, with them. And, uh, and an interesting uh, collaboration that occurred one year is I met Anna Bergner, uh, who's at Vanderbilt, and now she's involved in our educational um, uh, things like Neff Madness and things. So, uh, you know, these are real things that you might not think can happen, but you can actually have a uh, bona fide relationship that occurs after a poster session. Yeah, it's interesting. I saw a picture on Twitter of you with what looked like um, uh, a younger person, and uh, they tweeted about how the how excited they were after you know following your tweets and social media to actually meet you and have a picture done with you. So the networking aspect of Kidney Week. Um, Talk a bit yeah, about that. Yeah, you know, so there's this phrase called, I think, Mottrell, met online and then in real life. <laughs> uh, and that happens at Kidney Week. And so it's an opportunity to actually meet the person that you've been inspired by or followed and kind of get to know them. So that, that has happened. Uh, it is a little bit strange, I will say. Uh, but uh, it's Do they fun. ever say, I thought you were 6'5 and had blonde hair? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> uh, but it's a, it, uh, I think it is, that's why it's very exciting. And it's like, you know when ASN Kidney Week is on your calendar because that's going to, it's going to, we call it Kidney Christmas. I mean, depending on what, I mean, <laughs> uh, religion you follow. But still, it's, a, it's a, just a very fun time. Everyone gets together and meets each other in real life and, and I think that one year there was a uh, high school student that presented a poster that I happened to come across and tweeted that out. And that individual is still very involved in, uh, in wanting to do nephrology. I think she's currently at Emory uh, as an undergrad. I think Emory. Um, and so I think that, uh, yeah, the, these are connections that, you know, I, I, you know it's, people say, how do you remember these things? But do you remember these connections and the people that you meet? So yeah, go to the posters. I think for trainees, it's really amazing. Uh, I always try to go to that. Another cool thing that's happening this year is ASN Communities Lounge is having small presentations about the um, educational uh, winners of the uh, um, contest. Uh, and so you can see uh, many of the individuals who made uh, these educational tools like NEFSIM, like uh, GLOMCON, um, they're presenting and get to know them. So that, that's a really cool thing to do. That's great. Don, even though he is a fantastic clinical investigator and researcher, and myself especially, you know, have been interested in education and education in nephrology. Um, you know, Don, can you talk a little bit about um, the role of educators um, at Kidney Week? 
Well, this is kind of a loaded question, Mark, because um, preaching to the choir here yourself as a, a dean or whatever your official title is at Minnesota of Education. Um, but uh, they I, just call me King. King, <laughs> sir. <laughs> I think that, you know, we make a big effort on the program committee to really promote education. You have a whole session devoted to education. We have an educational poster track, as Matt alluded to. And this year, as Mark, you well know, since you instigated it, we had a five-hour science of learning for the first time ever. And in the first hour, we had Peter Brown, who had written a landmark book about secrets to learning. And I think this is really going to kick off even more efforts to make education not just something that we encourage, but we make it as academic as thinking about AKI or CKD and how we can go about really improving the way we teach ourselves, we teach our trainees, and we teach patients. That's great. So Shri Lake, as you looked, and I'm sure you have, at what's coming Friday, Saturday, Sunday, what are you most looking forward to over these next few days of Kidney Week? And I'm going to ask um, Don and Matt to say this, to comment on this question. Yeah, there were a lot of fascinating talks about SGLT2 inhibitors, speaking of how big this year was in terms of not only research innovations, but clinical innovations. And so learning about treatment of diabetic kidney disease, mechanisms of as SGLT2 as well as GLP-1 is definitely something I'd like to learn more about. Great. Can you comment a little bit about some of the policy and quality sessions coming up? I know that there's um, a lot of potential engagement of the policy um, people who will, um, you know, some of whom got the awards, um, who will be, um, you know, at, at least their voices are going to be heard during Kidney Week. Yes, I think there's there's several sessions and they're compiled on Kidney News Online. Um, and David White and Rachel Meyer have compiled all the policy relevant sessions and I believe they were emailed out as well. So there's opportunities to go to the policy sessions, learn more about the voluntary models and participation in them um, and see if it's right for your practice and really have an interactive discussion with members of CMS, members of the ASN policy team, and also go to the ASN Communities Lounge, and you can find them there and also um, have more discussions about it. Thanks. Don, what are you looking forward to? Well, honestly, my most favorite thing is networking and really meeting people. I love to see at meetings as well as, it sounds hokey, but meeting new people and establishing new conne connections. That's my favorite thing. Scientifically speaking, because I've been involved with the program, there's so many things that I find exciting and I hate to highlight any one thing, but if you put me on the spot as you are doing, um, I guess, again, I reiterate that I think some of the findings with diabetic uh, kidney disease treatment, 
with uh, HIF-1-alpha stabilizers, with new potential treatments for lupus, et cetera. I could go on and on. There's just so much. Thanks. Matt? Um, there's a, several things I'm looking forward to. I want to point out uh, one session. I think uh, it was um, put on by the um, ASN Diversity Committee. This is on Saturday, um, 4.30, and it's called It Takes a Village Perspectives from, of a, from Four Diverse Communities. And I think um, the Diversity Committee is doing a really an amazing job, and I think it's very important for our field. And these are also a lot of great initiatives that are currently happening. There's four talks, one from one of our own fellows at Duke, Danushika Mahatage, um, which is going to be on LGBTQ issues and a, a primer for providers and researchers on that issue. Um, Lilia Cervantes is going to talk about caring for the Latino patient. And then we're going to have uh, a talk from Amica Eneya about providing optimal care for African-American patients. And then the last one is Cynthia Delgado talking about understanding the experiences of uh, people with physical disabilities. So I think uh, I, I really like to see the programming um, at Kidney Week um, really push the boundaries of our field. And this is important for trainees, for how we care for patients. And so I'm look, looking forward to that session. So what am I looking forward to? Well, you know, as I reflect back on today, um, for me, it's been one of the most amazing days I've ever had. Um, and it started about 3.15 when I couldn't get back to sleep, <laughs> uh, just thinking about the plenary session. But, um, you know, I was so excited to sort of give my vision of where I thought nephrology was and what we needed to do as a specialty and I can't tell you how many hours and how many people's eyes I had look at this but um, you know as I look back and I still have to get feedback from my kids um, you know I, I felt that I said exactly what I wanted to say um, you know really that coming together as a community is going to be so important and you know, why now is the time to do it? This syzygy of policy and science and clinical trials and innovation accelerators and uh, the patient voice and really these new clini clinical care delivery models. And, um, you know, so I, I hope everyone left the plenary session very excited. Um, and, and, and realizing that there really is a future for our specialty and that we need to believe in ourselves and, and work together. You know, I was just um, blown away as I listened to Secretary Azar. So here he is, the highest health official in our country at the microphone talking about ESRD and reducing kidney failure and slowing progression, um, you know, that was unheard of, you know, over the last 10, 20, 30 years. Um, you know, I would have been happy if previous administrations knew what the kidney was. And, you know, through the work of the Quality Committee, the Policy Committee, um, the, you know, the Secretary of the Department of Health and Human Services was talking about ESRD, and, and, uh, and I'm glad he shared the thoughts that is, uh, he had as a family member of um, a patient with kidney failure. 
and then um, you know to hear the cutting edge science talk and and the potential future was very excited. Um, you know, I think it'll be a, a great week, and um, I'm so excited. Um, you know, to see how Kidney Week unfolds, and uh, I'm grateful to the three of you um, for uh, for sharing your thoughts on day one. And I think before we close, why don't we go around um, just for some closing comments from each of you? So. Sri Lanka? I'll say that it's such an exciting time to be entering this profession. As someone finishing their training with an amazing year of clinical advances, the Credence trial, new payment delivery models, such intense excitement and attention to kidney disease across this nation. We're launching a public awareness campaign, engaging patients, and I'm so excited for not only the year that has just passed, but the year ahead and future years. Thanks, Don. You know, kind of just reiterating what you said, I'd like to take it even a step further and see the energy I saw in the plenary session this morning be something that helps transform us as a nephrology community so that we all become ambassadors for nephrology and really convey our enthusiasm to medical students, residents, fellows, patients, and really make an effort to make nephrology a outstanding profession that we're all proud of and also, most importantly, we change the way we deliver patient care. Thanks. Matt, you get the last word. Okay. Well, the time is now. <laughs> I've heard that uttered many times today, and I totally agree. Yeah. I, and I'll, I'll try to speak to the fellows that are currently in training, and I'll say the time is now to get involved. Get involved in the committees. Apply for these committee positions. Get online. Tweet. Create new educational resources. Engage in research and get involved. And I think that there's so many great opportunities and you know, don't pass up these opportunities. The time is now. Thank you. Um, so thank you to the three of you for participating in this podcast. And I hope you, as well as everyone else who listens to this, has a great Kidney Week 2019. Thank you. This podcast is copyrighted by the American Society of Nephrology, all rights reserved. All content in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be medical advice. This podcast should not be used in a medical emergency or for the diagnosis or treatment of any medical condition. Please consult your doctor or other qualified healthcare provider if you have any questions about any medical condition or before taking any drug, changing your diet, or commencing or discontinuing any course of treatment. Thank you for listening to this podcast of the American Society of Nephrology.